Welcome back to the 104 podcast. This has been a long break, but we're back. I am your co-host from Vegas. On my other side, he brings he brings the Vegas luck because he was there <laughs> when, when Vegas was winning all this game. Now he's gone, and Vegas is losing. So obviously, this is no coincidence. This is Elliot Tanti. How you doing, buddy? Forget that causation correlation. Yeah, I am literally yeah. the reason why you Vegas are the reason is good this year. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, am, give, give yourself a pat on the back i am doing very well how are you my friend? <laughs> i'm doing good i'm doing good i'm happy we're recording again yeah. it's been it's been a month break i uh, missed you mostly um missed just talking hockey with someone who you know isn't afraid to get into the uh corners with jason greger <laughs> any words for, jason, you for know, mr greger right now you know where i am you know where I am. You didn't need to put that picture up. You didn't need to put that headline up. You know what I'm talking about. Anyways, we I don't mean, know what I'm talking I about. I mean, like, one save happened in, like, what, round one? 1996. In, in 1996 <laughs> in round one, and one happened last week in the Stanley Cup Finals. Enough said. We know which one was better. We, it's okay. We Why ask? We don't need to do this, Edmonton. That was the whole point of that. It was like, we don't need to. We don't need to compare all the freaking time. Just let it be. Just well, and, and be that's happy. Like, it's one we're clearly going to lose. Yeah, exactly. So enough. That's why. I, that's the whole point of it. Anyways, regardless of Jason Greger, he's still all right in my books. I'm just like whatever. Um, and he said it wasn't positive. Give me a break. I'm the most positive person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. You don't know. You don't, you don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Anyways, like, I, I'm done with this. But you said I wasn't positive. <laughs> That, that's the one where I was like, how dare you? <laughs> that's like the, uh, I think that's the first very public Twitter fight I've seen you in. <laughs> really? Wow. Okay, well, we'll get into the other ones in the summer. <laughs> All right. um, we're going to get into some stuff. We're going to talk about the Oilers. We're going to talk about the playoffs because, uh, um, you know, the, like the Oilers stuff is very, very small. Um, so it's not really something, not yet, worth to, to be talked about as much. I mean, we can still talk about it, but then we're going to talk about the playoffs, and then we're going to talk about the next recording. It might be a smaller episode, but who cares? You're you're here. You're listening. It'll be fun. Um, we'll make it happen. There will be laughs. There will be laughs, as always, as always, on the 104. So let's let's talk about the news and worth it. All right, we're back for news and noteworthy. Uh, let's start with our Edmonton Oilers and some of the things that have been going around the team. Like you said, not a lot of um, big, big news, but a couple small stories that I think worth uh, are worth touching on. First yeah. of all, Keegan Lowe gets an extension. What do you think about this? Yeah. Deserved? I, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen much of Keegan Lowe, to be honest. Oh, no, none of us have, outside no. of the, his time in the NHL and... It's time in the Dove um, when he played for the Old Kings. And uh, as you know, Keegan Lowe is... Excuse me, Kevin Lowe's son. Um, so people are always going to question that. A little bit of nepotism, as there always is in the Oilers. Um, I think there's... Have we just come to accept it? Are we going to push back against that? Or I, think there's g- I think it's going to come to a time where we're going to push back. Because I think I, I remember Dello was talking about how many people... This, um, the Tyler Dello? Tyler Dello, yeah. yeah. He was talking about how many people have in the Oilers organization that are had father-son combinations. And I think it's like 
there's there's Keegan Lowe, obviously. There's Matt Benning. Um, <clears throat> there's about four. Matt Benning has a father son connection. Yeah, he is like Bill Benning. I think okay. He was. Anyways, um, a lot of them have been like like I think Will Acton is another one. Yeah, that was that was a good example. Although that he's now gone as a coach, right? And I think there's a lot of different ones where they're like kind of like oh. Um, there's, I think there's like six father-son combinations in the Oilers, um, which is a lot for a relatively young organization. Like, we're from the 70s. 79 is when the Oilers started. Like, we only have this one big alumni club from the 80s, and it, it it's it's a struggle now to, like, see. I think it's going to come to to head, this, this nepotism, and uh, I think it's coming. Do you think – do you see that coming? I mean – in some ways I do, in some ways I don't. I, I, I also think it's kind of overblown how important of a story it is, mm. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, like, who's Wayne Gretzky's brother? What's his first name? Keith. Keith Gretzky. Yeah. So doing all the scouting and, yeah. uh, or, like, he's, he's not head of scouting or he's close to it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, are you really going to get worked up about, like, Gre- Wayne Gretzky's brother, like, in right. the scouting position? That kind of stuff is Peter Shirelli is kind of like built into his organization, and actually the other scouting has been pretty good for the most part. For the most part, lately has been all right. Um, I think for especially under Shirelli's term, um, I think that definitely they need to strengthen their their AHL uh, club. I think a lot of their AHLers are older players, and I think they really do need to that. I think they know that too. So. Um, yeah, for the most part, it's been okay. I mean, and I think you're right about that. I guess, that. like, the last question, I mean, what it comes down to is, like, is Keegan Lowe's, like, two, two-way contract really a big deal? In not the, really. Like, in the big in, scheme of things, it's thing. not. <laughs> I mean, this is probably his last contract, his last opportunity to make a, a, yeah. a show before uh, he has to move on. And good on him. Like, I think he played two games towards the end of the year. He was fine. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, and that's... That's what that's it really. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the next one is uh, Nick Ellis, a goalie for the AHL, um, a pro- goalie prospect. He retires. He's a 24-year-old prospect, um, and he was retiring to go back to school. Um, I think he saw his time in the in the organization to be like, well, I'm not going to get a full slate of chance here, um, and I think his numbers kind of show it. So he retires. Um, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is kind of a product of an organization that's actually got like a pretty deep and and uh, and long line of goaltenders kind of coming through it. I yeah, think Cam Talbot's obviously the head of that snake, but there's a lot of really growing. Or there's lots of growth and opportunity uh, in the Oilers organization at goaltender. And yeah, and that's something. I, mean, that... I know there's one that you want to talk about particularly, but <laughs> I mean, like there. So. Nick Ellis may have seen the writing on the wall. For sure. And, you know, especially I think when they signed, um, was it Miko Kostinen? Yeah. From the K? Yeah. Like, I think he probably saw that and was like, well, I'm not going to get my chance because he's below, like, Bressois, for instance. Yes. And Bressois is not going to get And I don't think Bressois has even got a, yeah, a shot this year, too. So, exactly. So, Almontoya will be still in there. So, that's the thing. Like, we have, like, Talbot, Kostinen, Montoya, Bressois, and then it's, like, Ellis. So, it's like, He's fifth in line. Like, what is he going to get? Unless he gets traded. And Skinner around. coming up. And Skinner's coming up. So it's like, it's it's a, it makes sense for me if I was Nick Ellison. I think it's great because I think a lot of people, sh- a lot of, especially like a lot of people in the A should 
do that every once in a while just to be like, I'm 24 years old. Young, though, 24. Like, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of people, I, I, even for, like, goalies are generally one of, like, defensemen are known to sort mm-hmm. of come to their prime later in their careers, much, much later than 24, generally. Um, so not wanting to maybe give it a shot with another organization just saying you know screw it I'm going back to school I've had my fun I guess it's interesting it, it, it's it's not I'm not it's not yeah. a judgment one way no, or another I, agree. I, I feel like it is a bit of a different uh, different it's probably what what he was thinking too is like maybe I can get another shot but at the same time he's like probably weighing his options yeah exactly like, seeing like well that's probably not the best thing for me <laughs> anyway so that's Nick Ellis um, did you watch any of the world championships no I mean, either. <laughs> <laughs> it was really. He All was right, let's really pretend like we did. <laughs> <laughs> so Connor McDavid with twelve points in ten games. <laughs> I uh, thought he was outstanding he was in the bronze medal game. He was Didn't absolutely you think? amazing. Is he is always. <laughs> oh, uh, are gosh. you worried the Canada lost? Uh, yeah. Didn't get a medal. No, it's just like okay. This is my feelings on the world championships. It's like, what are we, why? <laughs> why are we doing this? The reason is because it's not their best players. It's not, we have, first of all, we have three major international. To be fair, neither was the Olympics, but anyway. Truth. <laughs> it's not what well, I don't care either. Um, we have the Olympics, we have the world championships, and now we have the World Cup. So, like, which one is the one that matters to me? Um, the world championships are fun because it's hockey. And it's for the players. And I think it's good for the players to, like, get more playing time and, like, play for the country, which is really nice. At the same time, do, does it matter that Canada lost? To me, I'm like, nah, it's okay. Like, the thing that kind of bugs me is they lost to Switzerland, wasn't it? Yeah. That one kind of bugs me. But we don't I really mean, have a great history with Switzerland. Yeah, exactly. Like, Switzerland's are, like, a little weird Achilles heel that we have. Um... <laughs> They're very defensive, and we're like, I don't know what to do. They're so defensive. Yeah. Um, and if they're very defensive. If, they're, if their goalie that they're playing can make 57 saves in the game, then Canada's in trouble. We're screwed. <laughs> Can't win in the shootout. <laughs> I like how the Swiss like, get up to play Canada. <laughs> they probably do. It's like they probably circle it around More their so calendar. than other nations. It's crazy. But anyways, like, I, I, to me it doesn't I'm, – I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, a, I'm like – it sucks that McDavid doesn't get like – because I heard, like, a couple of takes are like, well, is McDavid a real leader? Can't even lead his team. I'm like, who cares? Like, really, who cares? Like, this I mean, is... there's always going to be that take. It's what, <sighs> you know, here's, here's what I've discovered in yeah. the month that we've been off. Okay? <laughs> here's, I'll bring you some wisdom. Okay. There's always going to be a take there. <laughs> yeah. It's whether you listen to the take or invest in the take that really matters. Okay? True. Don Cherry gets stupid-ass takes every day of the playoffs. Do Am I going to invest in those takes? Am I going to have a thought about those takes? Well, no. It's just... That is true. That is true. McDavid not a real leader. (laughs) It's like... Couldn't bring his team home the bronze (laughs) in the world champions. In the world championships. Of all places. Like, uh, whatever. Uh, So here are the stats for for the Oilers players that were in the world championships. McDavid, 12 points in 10 games. Nuge had a great tournament, too. 8 points in 10 games. I like that. I like Nuge a lot. As we we're a big Nuge fan here in 104. Yeah. Um, he's had a great year. He's, he's had, had a great, great year. year. And and like, I don't know. It just it feels like he's kind of settled into. He's found himself. Yeah. He's kind of hitting his prime, and he's playing at his best. And yeah. I'm really happy that Shirelli was like is also Team Nuge as well. It seems like from his from what he's saying. 
I'm 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 very interested in what's happening in the summer. But from what I've heard, he I think McDavid's found his winger. I'm glad it's going to be Nuge. Hopefully that's the case. There's five words I never expected to hear you say. <laughs> I'm really happy that Shirelli. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me in July. We'll see. <laughs> Darnell Nurse, not the best tournament. One point in ten games, minus one. Um, he was okay. Like from the couple games that I saw him, uh, Leon Draisaitl in Germany had nine points in seven games. Great tournament for him. Um, <clears throat> lost in the group stages. Um, I don't know. His brother in that won the uh, gold medal, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Adam Larson, speaking of gold, he wins the gold medal um, with Sweden. He got he has three points in 10 games, uh, plus 13. Plus 13. Fantastic. Wow. Good job for for Adam Larson. He was in the top line in that in that team. Uh, Sekera. Almost uh, as though he's good enough to equate to a first line right winger or something. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. I don't know. I'm looking at the stats here. I, yeah. You know where I, you know you and I are different. You're stuff. like you're like okay. How many points did Taylor Hall get in yeah. the World Championships? Yeah. How many points did Taylor Hall get in his his first round ent- exit from the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs? Yeah. Okay, legit. Yeah, but he brought a lot of energy. We'll talk about it in the playoffs section in a second. Zekera, three points in seven games. Johanna Vitu played for France. He had four, he had one point in four games. And Patrick Russell, Patrick Roussel, I guess from Denmark. 0.7 games. He actually was playing for Denmark. Good for him for getting a spot. Uh, that's about it for the World Championships. Is this true what you wrote here? Oilers might bring back the blue jersey? Truth. Truth. Where did you read this? An Oilers Nation. It was an Oilers Nation. So I'm assuming this is a rumor. It's coming up because of their, their cha- their, for last year, the Adidas jerseys, they wanted to do just the two jerseys. But now they're kind of trying to slowly bring in the third jerseys again. Um, Oilers might bring back the blue. What are your feelings on this? I'd be totally into that, 100%. I really like a modern take on it. If yeah, me do too. It. Um, and I'm sure they will. In fact, like I thought the entire the, the entire Jersey crossover thing could have been like a colossal mess, yep. and it's actually gone really well. It's been all right. It's been all right for sure. It has been all right. Like even like the things that people were like complaining about was like the Nashville one because that one's like really yellow. Even that looks all right on yeah. the ice. I'm 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 actually pretty cool. Yeah. With it. No. I, I'm so. I'm excited for Adidas to show more, uh, show off more of what they're going to do, and uh, I'd be totally down on a blue jersey. I mean, uh, let, let's let's be honest here. Every new jersey they bring in is just like another opportunity for the NHL to make money. So oh, that's ultimately what this comes down to. Capitalism but, is what it is. Cool, uh, cool. <laughs> but whatever. I, 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 I'm cool. You know, As does, a fan, it's fun. It's sort of a throwback. Yeah, I want. You know what I want? I want it to go a little bit crazy. I I, I really hope Adidas brings in their like. They're like hype beast kind of kind of ideas, <laughs> just go a little nuts on their jerseys, um, especially in their thirds. Like I understand if you don't want to do them on their on their home and aways, but like I I love the World Cup, the the soccer World Cup. It's my favorite sports tournament. Um, recently, Nike and they they release jerseys every time of the World Cup, and Nigeria has these really awesome jerseys. Oh, yeah, check okay, I'll check out the Nigerian. They have, like, these, like, cool little, like, r- like green stripes and, like, they have it on their sleeves, yeah, too. Yeah, that's like, one thing I would say. They I went would all out. a striped jersey in the NHL. I think that would be yeah. really interesting to see. Yeah, like, and I think, like, people like Ottawa can do it. Like, Toronto may be able to do it. Like, like the old school teams, like, like Chicago, I think, might be able to have that chance. Like, I feel like there's opportunity there for, for Adidas, and especially Adidas right now. They're, like, they're riding this 
they're writing a really good reputation of being um, like fast forward designers <clears throat> to just like especially under thirds like like be a little bit more inventive like I don't know bring a floral print I don't know <laughs> put the high uh, put the 104 podcasts logo on the Oilers jersey 100% yeah, honestly yo minimalism perfect <laughs> love it love it that'd be awesome I'm done with that um, yeah Slepeshev how do you feel about Slepeshev yeah so he left for the KHL as, as announced uh, well, about a month ago now um Disappointing. I, I think Slepeshev's yeah. time in Edmonton can be described as such. He always, he always seemed like one of those players that had a lot of potential. He did. Lots of opportunity, though, as yeah, well. he did. Um, but was plagued with injuries at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Slepeshev is definitely a person that will probably thrive in the KHL. It sucks that he didn't work off with the others. I'm, I'm kind of sad about that. You mean he'll end up with other KHL greats as uh, Ben Scrivens and Linus Olmark? Linus Olmark, <laughs> <laughs> those all stars, yeah, for sure. You know what? Whatever, good for slap to do whatever to do that thing. All right, you get thirty seconds to talk about your favorite WHL. Player. Oh, here we go. Oof. There was a highlight package on Stuart Skinner the other day. Um, Stuart Skinner is a WHL champ. Uh, he is a fantastic goalie. He's only nineteen. I, we still got to see him in the in the AHL. See how he does there, but everyone's talking about Carter Hart. Man, don't sleep on Stuart Skinner. He is fantastic. So I'm so excited for him to be in the NHL. But also at the same time, I got to temper my expectations because I was also very excited for Laurent Brossois to be in the NHL. Instead, I want to see what happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is your fault. This may be my fault. But you know what? I'm a big fan of Tristan Jari, and he plays for Pittsburgh. He's doing pretty well, too. So I he's the backup for uh, Matt Murray, and he could take over if Matt Murray doesn't do well. So just saying, Stuart Skinner could be really good. Do you think players like Matt Murray allows younger goalies to have a little more opportunity in the NHL? Mm, totally. I think that there's more of a push for goalies to get better quicker. But it's one of those positions that takes a while to develop. It's, mm-hmm. You need to understand the game, crossing passes, the speed, uh, frankly, how hard the shots are on how to manage rebounds. Like, yeah. That kind of stuff comes with experience, and you only get experience. Uh, experience comes with age. That's yeah. basically, you know, it's an age old adage. But, like, look, if what I want next year. Is Cam Talbot to yes. be consistent? Doesn't even have to be as good as two years ago. Just consistent throughout the year. Yeah, yeah. that is my biggest concern when it comes to NHL goal, or goaltending and in, in the NHL. Now, I, I agree. I agree with that. Stuart Skinner and the long lineup, the big pipeline full of goaltenders coming up through the organization is great, and that's awesome. Um, but right now. Talbot just needs to take the reins for a little bit while those goalies continue to develop. That's my biggest concern for next year in terms of goaltending. Stuart Skinner might be somebody you'll see like five years down the line. I don't think you'll see him coming up anytime soon. Um, unless he really like blows up in the, NA, in the AHL. You never know. Um, but you're right. I want a 920 Cam Talbot. Like, that's my, that's my and goal. And this is the weird thing about goaltending too is like you sort of want to be good. You either want to be the best because then you're a starter obviously. You don't want to be second best because you're just uh, end up being an NHL backup, right? Which is, you know, a good role and yeah, pays decently well. But what you're what you're really shooting for is third best because then you're a starter in the AHL. 
And you're getting lots of time there. Yeah, you are getting lots of time there. You're not getting the pay, but you are getting the time. And like, and you you notice if you are a really good backup, you can get opportunities. Like Cam Talbot was the backup for um, God Lundquist for a long time. <clears throat> That's the reason why he got Lundquist the- got hurt. Cam Talbot showed his stuff, ended up in Edmonton as a starter. Yeah, Correct. totally. You go through those phases for sure. I just mean as an organization. That's where if Stuart Skinner is pushing. To be an AHL number yeah. one, then that's exactly where you want. Especially, you're right. You're totally right about that. Especially now. So, anyways, that's through Skinner. Um, <laughs> the last month has also uh, led us to a lot of crazy, crazy rumors. Since you know the playoffs are out right now, like there's not a whole lot of trades. There's one, there was one trade that was really funny um, between Arizona and San Jose, if I was not mistaken. But infinite rumors around the Oilers. Um, what's up with these crazy rumors? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how this is any different from any other time in this city. <laughs> I feel like it's worse, though. <laughs> like, do you feel it's worse or not? Or, like, am I, um, am I reading this wrong? I don't know that it's worse. I mean, I think like, that the potential trades are worse. But I think it's also because <laughs> that's, like, you know, it's sort of off-season and the others have had such a terrible year that there's a feeling as though something major needs to happen or could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean... But Shirelli has said that there's not going to be any major moves. Yeah. Not any majors of signings. Like, they're going to stay the course. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I wonder if there's just too many people writing and talking about the, NH- or the Edmonton Oilers. Maybe. Are we adding to that? <laughs> we're not, yeah. We're having this existential crisis here while we do an Oilers podcast. I mean, we don't sit here and talk no. trade. Like one no, of the, one of our tenants, and one of the things that we talked about when we started this was like we're not going to talk about rumors or speculation or build that 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 sort of a narrative into our show. Right. Um, a lot of people in the middle of June, middle of July, when there's nothing going on, it's really easy to write a think piece about how like Pacioretty might actually be the the forward that the Oilers need, or. Yeah. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly might be at his lowest trade value yet. Yeah. Or, you know, like, and, and those are, and like, they're always sort of in relation to the Oilers, so. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think you're, you're right in yes and no is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think anytime someone says something, too, it's just like, like, I remember Carolina's owner said that every, anybody in Carolina was up for, up, like, it, everybody was vulnerable except for Sebastian Ajo. That's what he said. And everyone's like, Whoa. The Oilers should go after Noah Hannafin. Whoa, the Oilers should go after um, Slavin or whoever it is. Like, And then that's how rumors get started. Um, I do think, though, you're right about Shirelli saying that he's not going to do anything drastic. Um, I always question on that, especially if he sees something really good. The one thing that I think that people need to keep an eye on is on the draft. Um, because that 10th pick... I think is up for sale. Imagine that Herman's got a a hot, a hot draft take. I love the draft. You know me. I love the draft. <laughs> you think the number ten's up for sale? I think so. I think that's been like widely reported. Yeah. Um. So that wouldn't surprise me if something happened. I just I don't know what you're gonna get for the tenth overall pick. You can get something pretty substantial, uh, but at the same time, I think a lot of people are saying no, just just draft the tenth because I think it'll be a really good draft pick in general um and i think the oilers need to like draft their ahl so maybe nothing will happen but i'm saying you never know the draft is some some is a time where a lot of stuff happens and a lot of things get uh put to pass so you never know you never know just keep an eye on that that's all i'm at that's all i'm saying the draft is fun (laughs) 
Uh, the last thing we wanted to, we wanted to kind of mention is that McDavid got nominated for Ten Lindsay, uh, which is most outstanding player in the league. This is the one that's voted on by the players, correct? Correct. Yeah, he's gonna win it. I hope so. I hope he wins it. Um, and the last thing will that satiate your anger about the heart? No, not really. But <laughs> is it? But no, most players consider the Ted Lindsay more valuable than the heart. The players do. I don't think the NHL does because they give him like they give like that ceremony and they they usually have that last saying and the awards trophy and stuff like that. So it's it's not as crazy as it is the heart, but. Whatever it's, I, I'm I'm done with the hard stuff. <laughs> it's cool that he get nominated for Ten Lindsay, and also we noticed that um, Nuge gets nom- got nominated for the King Clancy Award, which is leadership on and off the ice. So that's fantastic for Nuge too. It's the year of Nuge, right? Nuge year. Nuge year. Nuge season. <laughs> I wish Nuge. I hope Nuge season never ends. I hope so too, <laughs> for the Oilers. Anyways, <laughs> all right. So we're done with news and already we're going to talk about the playoffs in our next segment. All right, so playoffs. Have you seen play- We talk about so playoffs. playoffs. We're going to talk about playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Practice? <clears throat> playoffs? <laughs> we're in a game. Um, I know it's hard to watch the playoffs when you're not an Oilers, when you're an Oilers fan and you're not in the playoffs. Um, but I've watched some of the playoffs. How much have you watched at the playoffs? Uh, actually, a pretty decent amount. I mean, my first, uh, the first round, not so much, mostly because I was just a little bit uh, preoccupied with other things. Uh, but I entered into a uh, a wager with my grandparents after the second round. Okay. And, what was the wager? Uh, well, we picked the teams that are going to win, and then the other, if you pick worse than everyone else, then you got to take the other person for lunch. <laughs> So I'm taking my grandparents to lunch for round two. <laughs> however, however, I will say, shout out to your grandparents. My grandparents awesome. are like mega, mega homers, and so picked Winnipeg in the last uh, in round three, and okay. uh, so I won that one. So we're going for lunch after this. And nice. I'm buying their lunch, and they're buying mine. Hilariously, nice. that's <laughs> well, you're just going out for lunch is basically what you're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. And then I've got like so I also like did a playoff pool at work so like I've had like I, I I've been you watching attention. I've been watching yeah. yes same with me I'm like I've been watching some games some here and out but I've been paying attention and I'm cool with the Winnipeg storyline are you sad that they're not in the finals no not at all <laughs> why not you're not you're not <laughs> up to Canada's team <laughs> I, I, yeah because I hate Canada uh, I was like knew hot it hot take <laughs> knew it hot take you know I'm with Gregor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I actually really love. I've loved the Vegas storyline. Yeah. Um, up until now, I'll say that oh, I've, up until I've, now. I've switched. I've switched allegiances in the finals, but uh, I love the Vegas storyline, and I thought that they were uh, just a lot of fun to watch, and 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 it's been. I think it's been good for hockey. I mean, maybe this is the question: the Vegas thing. Yeah. Is that obviously this is good for hockey short term? Long term, is it? Does it? Does it say something about the quality of the league compared, like league to league? Is there is there some hot take here to be had, or some? I'm not even looking for a hot take. I'm just not convinced that beyond this year, Vegas doing really well is great. I hmm, that's a good question. I don't think it's sustainable. I. <laughs> Like Vegas being successful. Vegas being successful. 
I don't know what they're going to do next year. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not that good next year. Um, and the thing is that I think... Well, Vegas is a little bit different. They were good from like start to finish. Like They have been good. Like Except against the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> we, can, we can say that against the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, but they've been good start to finish. And I can't... Nobody can say anything bad about that. It's the thing is that, like, season per season, as people know, like, things change very, very quickly in the NHL. I think a lot of this with Vegas, though, is like... And I'm kind of happy about this. It's kind of a questioning of how we evaluate teams in the league. And it's a questioning of how... Uh, you know, things have been done the same as before, but now because Vegas has arrived and has been very successful with these quote-unquote cast-offs that people have um, kind of questioned as to like, well, what what does this all mean? Like, what does this plan mean? Like, when, you know, when like Shanahan, for instance, said like, we have five-year plan for the Maple Leafs, like, but Vegas comes in with an expansion team and goes to the Stanley Cup Finals. That's, that must be like, like triggering for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, it is and it is. There's sort of this. I, I mean, I am one that subscribes to the idea that Vegas is as good as they are because everyone on that team has a chip on their shoulder. And how long that chip stays on there that's is quite, going that's to my be, question too. Yeah, is, is certainly a thing. In terms of like league to league, though, if you're having a conversation with someone who like is a passionate fan of the NFL or the NBA, the notion that. Um, this was anything like I don't know. This the way it looks at the league. I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm grasping at straws here. I'm interested to see next year what happens with Vegas and also like how people feel about the NHL through that. That's that, that's my that's my thought. Like, what do you mean by by feeling of the NHL? I wonder if it doesn't degrade the league a little bit by having mm-hmm. an expansion team go to the Stanley Cup Finals and potentially win the Stanley Cup or win the Stanley Cup. Like, obviously, we're recording before the the finals are done. Yeah. But. That's my one thing. Now, the other side of this, it's good for hockey right now and yeah. currently. Like, so I was. We've been talking about this. Yeah, you were in Vegas. Off, yeah, uh, off, uh, offline. Yeah. Like, I was in Vegas for Game Four when they went up three one against Washington, Winnipeg, and, or Winnipeg. Sorry, and when we when we were sitting in Gordon Ramsay's fancy restaurant having dinner, and the game was on, and they scored uh, to go ahead. The cheers were loudest, not from the the bar stools or the booths or the tables, but from the kitchen mm. and from the servers and from the managers mm. and like so the people that live in Vegas that live and work in Vegas, there is a buy in there that is admirable and, and real. Like there's mm. there's there's considerable buy in to the team from people that live and work in there. It's not and I mean you see the like the 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 visuals of uh, Caesar's right. Palace with the Caesar statue with the the Vegas jersey on and a hockey stick and you see the New York New York with the Statue of Liberty wearing a Vegas jersey and that kind of stuff is all like uh, that's fun it, it's fun and and you think like okay like the team's bought in but really like the people of the place the dealers at the tables and they're talking about the Knights and go Knights go and that there's actually like a, a considerable buy-in which I think that's great the NHL's done a good job of entering into that market now there was no other competition the NFL is you know on the heels of the NHL we'll see what happens next that's in the what other I'm major curious about as too. Well too yeah 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 um, I mean like their, their big team was uh, uh, 
a double A ball team, I think, for a long time. Yeah. I so, mean, like, Vegas has history with hockey, too, but at the very, very minor league. I'm very curious as to what happens when the NFL shows up in Vegas. But this is good for the Golden Knights because, in, ge- in general, in Vegas, because now they can say that they're, you know, have caught the audience. And, peop- like, let's pretend if 100% of Vegas people are for the Golden Knights, let's pretend 40% of them will drop off if the team's terrible next year. That means like 60% of them will stay and will become lifelong Golden Knights fan, and they will remember that one run. I mean, like, let's look back of how people become hockey fans, right? They're usually because if it's a player or if it's a specific year of a team or a specific, like, time of season where they're, like, where they actually got attention of that team, right? Like, if you're not part of that city. Like, I remember when I, how I became a soccer fan, a Premier League fan, an Arsenal fan, um, was because I followed Thierry Henry and their invincible seasons where they didn't lose a game for two years. That, to me, was, like, incredible. And I became a lifelong Arsenal fan because of that, even though they've been terrible for the last three years. So I'm just, like... I mean, the question always becomes, like, does the team have to be good in order to gain a fan base? I, I mean, I think it's I think a part initially. of it. I think initially, but, it, it, yeah, I think leagues are figuring it out. The expansion teams need to be good, like, pretty quick. Yeah. It's a very generous draft format, right? And I think teams yeah. are already sort <laughs> of uh, wary. It'll be interesting to see if if and when the Seattle team, is Seattle the next yeah, one? Yeah, Seattle's the next one. Uh, comes into play if they use the same roles that Vegas got, right? They will. They will. They kind of Vetman has said that that like they will get the same rules. Um, again, like like Seattle, like Vegas paid five hundred million dollars. Seattle's paying six hundred fifty million dollars for their ex- to the right for them to be an expansion team. They're not going to screw them up. Um, the thing is, though, the thing with the expansion draft is that the NHL, the rest of the general managers played this expansion draft exactly like how you would play any other expansion draft. When Columbus came into the league or when everybody else, the Wild came into the league, they played that. And Columbus and the Wild were terrible in their first year. Um, but at the same time, they... So they played the same thing with Vegas. But the thing is that now it's like... <laughs> Vegas kind of messed them up. And, and I really... I, I'm very curious as to how general managers will now play expansion draft and like not making these side deals not making too many of these side deals because to be honest most of the general managers played themselves yeah i mean i i think that that kind of that, that is also sort of overblown because part of vegas's success this year is that they had an exceptional goaltender on the market that was i totally to agree with that yeah. too right <clears throat> like if flurry's not part of this team it's a very different story I and in fact that. we part of the or their success against vegas was that Flurry was out when we were, you know, kicking their ass, right? Yeah. So that's that's uh, that that's part of this as well, too. Yeah. Moving to the Stanley Cup final. Yes. So we're we just finished game three. Washington is up, two games to one. What are your thoughts on the series thus far? It's been like, the first two games were good. <laughs> Did you watch the first two games? Yeah. They were exciting games. I was like. Like, that Hopi save was fantastic. They were going back and forth. Not as good as Curious Joseph's save, though, right? Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Shout out to Jason Greger. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. After we finish recording this, Jason and uh, Herman Jason. are going to meet out by the bike racks here at Beer Rev. <laughs> Just be like Kevin Lowe and, uh, what is it, Brian Burke? It's like, oh, it's going to be out on the farm. I mean, this is a new side of you. I mean, that I didn't know existed. So, 
<laughs> I'm just enjoying. Just I'm enjoying out, watching it. Edmonton media members for and, their and, for their dumb dumb well, things. I mean, like usually we do this on the show, but like I didn't know that. They, <laughs> obviously, we're getting some notoriety here. Oh boy. Um, well, uh, maybe it'll be good. Let's anyway, the Hopi save was good. <laughs> save was Not good. as good as a Cujo save. Whatever. <laughs> what else? First game was really good. Like, was it 6-4, I think, was the final score? Yeah, Vegas but it was won. back and forth. It was back and, and forth. Back and forth. I only caught the third period of that second Sam Condo board good. meeting. But, like... <laughs> the second second game was good. Yeah. Um, and the third game was really good. Like, all these games have Much, been really good. It's funny. It's, like, they, they, they seem as though they're, like, sort of feeling out the series and now yeah. now game three like you could tell there's bad blood like every shot is uh every hit is just like there's so much more every shift everyone's giving so much more yeah. uh, you know it takes so much to even get a shot on net let alone a goal yeah you mentioned that you're off the biggest bandwagon you said that you're a washington man yeah now. yeah through and through what's I think going it, on i think ov deserves a stuck cup i, I agree I, with I, this. I have been like with i i'm i actually think Sidney crosby's overrated Jason Gregory, you can get me at wow. Tanti Egg. Wow. Um, so you're for, uh, for, you're for Putin is what you're yeah, telling yeah, me. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I, basically, I went and worked for Hillary last election Michael to collude Vecchio, with you, the Russians. You heard this, you heard this right. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no. We're, we're crossing streams again with, between the podcasts. Uh, quick, say something about masculinity. <laughs> Well, I believe this is a true case of toxic masculinity. If you're leaving, <laughs> I, no, I'm a big. I'm, a, I'm like, I'd really like to see Ovi win the Stanley Cup. I, I and I don't, I don't really care who it's for. Um, but I think, actually, I, and I think Washington as a hockey city, I think so. has gone through uh, the worst of the worst. Like, would you rather see a decade of darkness like we had, or just like every second round exit ever for like? Basically, the same amount of time. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> That's a really good question. <laughs> one like, has more wins in it, so I'd probably say probably still be Washington. But honestly, like you have to say, they've been heartbroken like, given so many everything. times. And you know, even just like what, we were talking about how difficult it was to get a shot or even a goal. Like who opened up the scoring last night in Game Three? Oh, Alexander Ovechkin, right? Like so, in my heart. I just want Ovi to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. I want him to win a couple Stanley Cups, but I really want him to win this one. And I think this is their this is their time. I agree with that. I think I think Ovechkin and Smith really Pelly is like kind of a gem. I love I love Smith Pelly. Um, I like a lot of players on that Washington team. Like Snetsov is really good. Backstrom's been really good. Hopi's been really good. Ovi's always so really good. Um, like like this is this is cool for me for Vegas. Like <clears throat> Vegas is a great story. I'm glad that they're. I'm glad that they're Stanley Cup Finals. I think they, uh, I think, it's great for the league. And like I said, it allows for like a little bit of chaos in the league, which is fantastic. I always want to see that because then it allows people to like second guess themselves. And totally, just, totally, like this is cool. Yeah. But not for them not winning the Stanley Cup is great. Also, <laughs> I want Ovi to win it. I want Ovi to have that um, redemption story. And like, I'm not a big hater of Sandy Crosby. I don't really hate Sandy Crosby as much as others. Um, I don't mind that he's won like three Stanley Cups and whatnot, but just to get one for Ovi would be great so we can stop the Ovi hate in regards to hockey. Like, well, we were talking like when we were in Vegas, a couple of us like are big hockey fans, and it was can you name a, pl- a player better than Alexander Ovechkin that hasn't won a Stanley Cup in the history of the NHL? Um, it's a good question. I don't know if I can. I mean, like, like the Sergio Garcia of hockey. 
That's a, was a golf take? Yeah, it's a golf <laughs> take. <laughs> okay. Yeah, although he, he, Sergio now have has won a major, but before well that, then. he was the best golfer not to win a major. Well then, I yeah, no, that's a good question. I don't know of anybody that has won. Oh, not yeah, won. this guy brings Arsenal facts and Arsenal stories to the table, no problem. But I bring one golf reference. And I, know, I, I don't know. What, what, do we, wait, what are you what talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like Marcel Dion is the only other player that I can think of that hasn't won a Stanley Cup. That's been really yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like you're that right. That was the name that came up for us too. Yeah, like Alexander Ovechkin has. Yeah, he is one of the best goal scorers. Probably like I would put him up there as the best goal scorer of all time. Um, he has been prolific and like he gets maligned because he's Russian the greatest natural goal scorer of the of all time I would say he's got to be up there he's got to be up there I, I like like there's other players obviously that are really good but like in this era I don't see anybody else um, oh in this era for sure for sure for sure like and like so Ovechkin really deserves a, a Stanley Cup he's been gun ho for his team he's been gun ho for his country he's been a gun ho hockey player and like I as a, as a hockey person, I'm all for Alexander Ovechkin. Can we talk a little bit about what a piece of shit sellout Don Cherry is? <laughs> this, is like a new, this is a this is a brand new take. I, we, we, we had a whole Don Cherry episode. <laughs> I mean, I just like one of the the only downside of this playoff and watching them and being invested in them is that I have to watch that dumbass on TV. <laughs> Every free, I like walk away. I, I don't. I, I'll turn him off. Like I don't know why our public broadcaster feels the need to employ this this guy, and it's I don't feel fun. like he needs to be like a. I mean, he, he like exemplifies everything that's terrible about boomers in like yep. a go, and he probably isn't even a boomer. Like I don't know when he was born, but now he's probably before. He's been the greatest generation. The greatest generation. Quote My God. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like Don Cherry. I at mean, all like either. even here's here's. I'll, yeah, do a sl- I'll do a subtle taste, a subtle hit here. Devonte Smith Pelly, yeah, exemplifies everything that Don Cherry loves in a playoff hockey performer. Has he said his name once? No. Nope. I wonder why. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're totally right about that. You're totally right about that. I think Devon. I'm Devon- I think Don Cherry has. I think his run's course. I think people in Canada still love him, which makes me upset. But. Um, the good thing is about right now about Don Cherry is that there's a cool YouTube channel called Coach's Corner Transcribed. You should go check it out because they, they, they take coaches. What is this? You should, you should see it. It's really funny. Um, they take basically Coach's Corner and just like shrink it into like the most absurd things that Don Cherry has said. Like he was talking about like this guy named like, like George Baloney. Uh, who was like the ice manager? But he kept saying his name. He said it like five times. He's like, oh, George Baloney, uh, George Baloney. <laughs> like oh, you know, <laughs> on the YouTube, they just like George Baloney. <laughs> <It's the, laughs> was that or it was like George Salami or something like that? It was something really <laughs> ridiculous. And he just kept saying his name like three times. George Chorizo. I think one time on the on the broadcast, he was like, he's like, oh, like Al-, he's like, oh, don't worry, man. Alice Cooper was was in uh, Davidson, Saskatchewan, and. Don Cherry goes to Ron McLean. He's like, "What team does he play for?" Yeah, yeah, yes. That was that was no. Uh, that was game two. Okay, I remember this. I remember this. And I was sitting there like, like, "What?" And I think he was trying to make a joke. I don't know if he was making a joke. I really believe he was serious. <laughs> I don't know. I will show you Coach's Corner transcribe. You should go check out that channel. It's the only thing that makes makes Coach's Corner like bearable. Well, <laughs> and, okay, eyes. and this is the other thing. Like, any opportunity that they have, even in the slightest, to put a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey 
on the broadcast. Like, they get into this, like, diatribe about the Toronto Marlies. Like, I, I guess they're like going for the Calder Cup right now. Yeah, I they guess. Are. But like, but who cares? I, but, but like, were they? Ta- do they? Do they ever do this? If no. it was any other AHL no, team, they never do. Really? Was it the Connecticut? If it's the Connecticut Bulldogs, is Don Cherry pulling up a pick? Like, mm, some shade I'm, to the Connecticut this is, Bulldogs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like the Euro Lake Monsters won like, the. Won can the we, how Cup. can we get a Maple Leafs jersey on the TV screen? Because like, God forbid, we might lose a Toronto voter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, you know, like I said, mentioned that we, I, I'm not a fan of Don Cherry. I'm not a fan of that, of that, that segment. Um, he not did fan of Eastern bias. He did go after like Batman over the Quebec City thing, which is really funny. Compare me to Vladimir Putin was a bit out of line. We haven't really addressed that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just like, oh, like, that's oh what, you like Alexander Ovechkin? You love Russia. <laughs> you love communism. You know, you know about Alexander Ovechkin and Putin, right? They're like, they're buddies. Oh yeah, of course. They're buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's why I'm like. Oh, so you colluded in the 2016 election, <laughs> Elliot. You like Alexander Ovechkin. Okay, you're okay. the reason Hillary lost, aren't you? Here's the here's the, also another another cool thing that might happen, and this will be fantastic, by the way. If the Washington Capitals win the Stanley Cup and Ovechkin goes to the White House to to present with Donald Trump, will Vladimir Putin be at the White House? Oh my God! <laughs> oh. Get you know, that I was that. thinking. I was thinking yesterday. What would it mean if Alexander Ovechkin, as captain of the Washington Capitals, said that Washington wouldn't be going to the White House? With the that would be Capitol. hilarious. You know what? That would be amazing. Be like, I'm not going to the White House. I'm going to the Kremlin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch the P tape. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh man, this is really a crossover. <laughs> All right, we're getting Michael, off. Michael, we're getting we, off the we rails. We gotta get you on this. <sighs> this was a good episode. Okay, <laughs> see what happens when we don't do this for, for a like, month. <laughs> like a month. We start talking about Putin and politics and Ovechkin. Uh, I'll say though, so man, if if Washington wins, Ovechkin will be the first Russian to ever captain a Stanley Cup team. That's fantastic, and I and I think that'd be that'd be a really cool like progression to the t- to the. To the sports and in Don general. Jerry's face will literally melt. Okay, he will so melt. <laughs> who's going to win and how many games? Uh, I'm going to go Washington in six. Yeah, that was my guess too, but n- to be different, I'll say Washington in five. Ooh, I like that too. I like that too as well. That could happen as well too. I think Washington's really upping their momentum. I think their last game was really good. Like they won 3 1. They held off, and I think whatever happens in this next game will be, will be good. And Holtby, unbelievable, He's despite one stupid mistake that led to a goal. Like, basically perfect. He's been great. He's been great. I really hope if, if Washington wins, either him or Ovi wins the consummate. Um But I could be, it could be Flurry, too. I don't know. You never know. Anyways, when are we recording next? We're recording on... June 14th. June 14th. 24th. 24th, yeah. Yeah, enjoy your Father's Day, everybody. Um, say hi to your dads. And, um, and then... Take your dad with you, tell him how to use a podcast, and listen to the 104 podcast. And you can listen to it together. <clears throat> and uh, we will talk to you before the draft, and then we'll talk to you after the draft and after July 1st. Um, Elliot, unfortunately, will not be here. <clears throat> we haven't addressed that fact, but that's okay. Uh, we'll I'll figure out a co-host. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll be with Putin. <laughs> Making plans I, I for 2020. It. I knew it. Alex, uh, Putin, and I. <laughs> We'll be out. Check out on his Instagram. We're gonna, it's we're figuring out how we're uh, going <laughs> to we'll mess out. up 2020. <laughs> uh, when Kanye runs. Vladimir 2020. <laughs> so that's what we're going to record next. And um, we'll see you then. Elliot, anything else? 
That's it, buddy. All right. Good to be back. Good to be back. We'll see you soon, everybody, on the 104 Podcast. <laughs>